Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kristen Diane McDonald. I'm a successful HR and recruitment leader that has worked and consulted for Google, Microsoft, Activision, and Frog Design, all with a GED and an associate's degree from a community college. I'm now turning that experience into career coaching, mentoring, and storytelling on both the personal and professional. Today, I'm interviewing Don Galante, the owner and visionary behind Don's Dream Winery. So naturally, this episode's sponsor is Don's Dream Wine. I've been a wine club member for about five years. Don's Dream is hands down my favorite Pinot Noir in the whole world. For 20% off any order and free shipping on six or more bottles of wine, visit donsdreamwine.com and use the promo code BOSSY20. Trust me, this deal is as good as it gets. For more info on this episode, including show notes, visit thebossysauce.com. Thanks for joining everyone. I feel so fortunate today that I get to interview Don Galante, the founder and owner of Don's Dream Winery. I've been a wine club member for quite a while and the whole experience from the beautiful tasting room in Carmel by the Sea to the wonderful staff of mostly women to the obvious, the wine, which I must say is absolutely remarkable. I am excited to talk to Don today. Welcome, Don. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what drove you to be in the wine business? Oh, thanks so much for having me on, Kristen. Um, it's really a pleasure. And I know that all of our lives have been uh, kind of turned upside down for a while. So it's nice that we're getting a chance to chat and, and catch up about everything. So I'm Don and I was born and raised in uh, Michigan, so really didn't come from the wine industry there, although they do have a little bit of the wine industry now in Traverse City. When I was growing up, there just wasn't uh, a lot of that around. So fast forward, when I was 20 years old, I packed up and moved to California, and uh, what prompted me to do that was just to, I was always wanting to I think that since a young child, I always kind of had this uh, wandering, uh, you know, uh, inside of me and, and wonder, you know, about what else was there. And let's, let's be honest, the winters weren't fun. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. So anyways, I, I ended up in, um, in California and I was going to college and and, you know, I, I know that uh, not everyone has the opportunity to do a traditional college, and I was one of them. I had to piece my college together. And so it's always a kind of a fun thing when someone says, well, where'd you go to college? And I'll say, which one, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it really, uh, most of my, you know, practice of being in business was really just actually working, you know, doing jobs. But I did um, some college, probably equivalent of an associate's degree, and um, spent some time in the car industry. So that's what I knew coming from Michigan was um, I'm a CFO by trade, so I do finances. And only until I moved up to Sonoma County 
and got uh, around some wine industry did I start to go, oh, this is really fun, you know, going wine tasting. And it just really started with friends. And so really California is, I don't think you can live here without experiencing some form of the wine industry. So that's, that's how I was first introduced. And, and then later meeting my husband now, Jack Galante, he has his own winery, Galante Vineyards. And when we got together, I really got a deep dive into not only more knowledge about wine, but in the wine business itself. So that's, you know, kind of a little bit of the steps and anything I missed, you can ask me. Yeah, it sounds like we have a little bit of a similar beginnings, which I I really can I don't know. It was it's nice to hear that somebody has a little bit of a some of that that wandering itch and kind of that piecing experience together and then ultimately getting more experience from kind of on the job stuff. And so um I don't know. It's it's nice when I when I meet a fellow woman who is successful and has that. So um, thank you for sharing that because I think that there's a, there are a lot more women out there that uh, aren't leaning into that. It, it took me until this last year to actually be able to lean into it and say it out loud. And so um, I, I appreciate you yeah. saying that. Yeah. 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 No, uh, late to that. I have been to uh, plenty of dinner parties or some other type of thing. My husband has a master's degree, so he's the opposite of me. I, I go to his alum events and different things, and, and sometimes, you know, I'll get questions and, and hear different things. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think really owning uh, your, yourself and trust yourself and believing in your abilities is really gives you the confidence to say, Oh, I didn't get to go to a traditional college. That's okay. Like, I I don't recommend it for everyone in today's time. Like, all of our kids went to college. Sure. Um, but it, it there are trades and there's a lot of ways to develop oneself, and it's not always in that trajectory. Trajectory. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yes, I definitely advocate for ed- education. I think it's the better path forward. I um. So it's just I have a really interesting background and have kind of overcome. And so I, I I definitely gravitate towards people that have have maybe done the same thing. And interesting, my my husband also has a master's degree and he actually went to um, RLS down in the Pebble Beach area. So he's he's I don't know if you know that school, but it's close to Carmel. Yes, yes, I do know it and, and have met people that came out of there and, and all. So, well, I think it's wonderful, and and I'm glad we're getting a chance to really talk about being open, uh, because everybody's path is so different, and, you know, um, anything that we do, we just have to do our best, and that's just how I was raised, the work ethic around being raised with my stepfather and my mother was you have to work really hard and do your best, and... uh, so that's carried with me. Awesome. Well, I um, I know when we were setting up this podcast of recording, I, I reached out because I I was when I thought about 
female business owners that were inspiring and brands and businesses that I love immediately thought of Dawn's dream and, uh, and you Dawn. And so I reached out and, um, and we started setting things up and the timing, uh, was interesting because, uh, it was a few days before the wildfires down there started. And so um, obviously, you know, the podcast recording was not a top priority at that time. And, um, and you guys had gone through some crazy stuff down there. And are you comfortable talking about a little bit of your <clears throat> experience, um, both as a business owner and as a, you know, as a resident down there um, with the wildfires? Yeah, yeah, no, it's no no problem at all. I mean, um, you're absolutely right. We have been really, really pressed uh, from from a personal and an emotional standpoint, but as well as business, because we were already navigating how to run a wine tasting room, and in our case, two wine tasting rooms during COVID, when we can no longer have guests enjoy our inside space. And we had never been allowed to serve outside. So that's been a lot, uh, a big balancing act. And then when you throw the fires in there, and we're still experiencing, I mean, the air quality where we are, and I'm sure many people, if they're listening from the California area, will know that um, I'm wearing a different mask today just because of air quality. So we, we're being um, pressed hard uh, in all areas of, of being a human being. And so for us, um, you know, it's, it's not our first rodeo. It's also not our first fire loss. So I can share with you that uh, we are not going to be able to bring in any of our red, uh, well, you know, red wine uh, this year. Uh, Dawn's dream has been lucky enough that my rosé is coming in and it's beautiful. I was just at the winery. Uh, the juice is really clean and crisp and, and what we expect for our quality at Dawn's dream. And uh, Chardonnay is due to come in in a week. And it's the same thing. Because there's less uh, skin contact with those bridles, we're able to, um, to work with them. Uh, but unfortunately for the Pinot Noir grapes, uh, we're not going to be as lucky. And so that's always hard because it's a big shift in the business side in that you kind of have to go back to the drawing board of your budget, of your projections, of your allocation. There's there's so much. And that's where I think it's been really taxing for, for me personally as a CFO is to, to be like, think I got it figured out and then wham something else and I'm like okay back again and I've never had to do that much of a dance for that long and for so many reasons if that makes sense yeah yeah this is a it's a brutal year and the wine I mean making wine it's it's farming elevated to another level you know and so um I just I can't imagine the labor of love that goes into the the grapes and then having to part with them this year. So I'm, um, I'm really sorry that you're going through that, Dawn. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and I appreciate you saying that because, uh, as you know, Dawn's dream is tied to nonprofit, uh, the nonprofit world. And so much of what I do is, is give back 
And so it's always nice when someone says, how are you doing? Because I think with the wine industry, we kind of are still in that mode of donating and getting the wine, you know, to this event or that, or, and, and of course we're not doing a lot of events, but there's even virtual ones that sometimes we're just not asked as an industry, you know, they, there's assumptions uh, about um, us. And we are really family orientated, hardworking. We, you know, not all wineries are, are just funded and an endless amount of funding. Like you, you do really have to work hard at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, I, I actually, I opened one of your bottles when the wildfires were going on and I, I sat there and I thought for a moment, I, I thought to myself, we really do take for granted this, like these, you know, when we're opening these bottles of wine, it's intended to be this pleasant experience, you know, and, and that's what you're providing us. There's just so much that goes into that, that we take for granted. And I can imagine it's part of your, your business is to sell positive experiences, but you know, when these things happen, it just has to be so devastating to that whole image because it's just not part of what you do. Let's pause for just a moment. I promise this is worth it. I've been getting really into healthy skincare and CBD products lately. As someone that suffers from acne, eczema, psoriasis, allergies, inflammation, migraines, and overall, you know, sensitivities in, to chemicals and products in general, it's really important for me to have quality ingredients in the products that I use. And I recently discovered Prima. I've become a huge fan of their product line, like their R&R rub for aches and pains, and the Skin Therapy Body Butter after my hands get a hand sanitizer bath. For an exclusive 20% discount, head to Prima.co and use the code THEBOSSYSAUCE. Right. No, it's not normal. It's very hard to keep the game face and keep things going when you're behind the scenes worried. And, and wine is a very personal thing. We, we always have a little joke that when it's time to harvest, you know, they, they're pulling off at four and five in the morning, these grapes. It's like a baby being delivered, you know. So for me to arrive at my winery and to go through some things with my wonderful winemaking team, and I'll plug Greg and Chris Vida, it's a father-son team, um, it, you get emotional because you're like, these, you know, you work so hard cultivating the, these vineyards and giving them all the love and attention and doing everything just right. And then, you know, just in a matter of so many days, you know, they're taken away. So it's, it is very interesting because it is the foundation of the product that we're putting out. And we have really really big, um, a high bar for the quality that comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love all of your wines. Um, but I have said this to you. Yeah. I've I've said this to you. I've said this to Megan who works for you. She's fantastic. Um, and I, Megan's great. (laughs) I know I adore Megan. And I, um, my mom has even said this, who's a massive wine connoisseur. Uh, that sounds almost different than it should, but, um, but the, yeah. uh, we, we have, we're in agreement that your Pinots are our favorite in the world. And so, um, oh, that's 
Thank you. That's that's a high compliment. <laughs> it, they really are my favorite. I have to refrain from opening them sometimes. And then that sounds like a silly thing to say, but I have so many other wines that I feel like I need to give attention to that I um I I probably open a bottle of Dawn's like once a week. And so um, oh, well, I do love it. We, yeah. we appreciate that support because when you're a small business and with so much wine all over the world, all over the United States, there are so many choices that people can make and, and you can give love to a lot of different wonderful wineries. So I appreciate that you and your family, your mom are supporting us. And that's really what's kept us going and has kept the spirit of my team going because the one thing that uh, just came to mind when we talked about the business side is that I also have employees who are going through things, right? And that's a whole nother level is that they have to try to come to work and do their job despite their own fears and experiences surrounding COVID-19 and the fires in our area. So it's, uh, you know, there's also that kind of pressure that, that's coming on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine, you know, being a business owner with employees under you and then having to deal with such a thing right now is losing a big part of your business. I just can't, my heart goes out to you and um, let's, let's flip it to a little bit of a lighter note. Is that okay? I I feel like I don't want to be. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I think so. And, you know, and, and it, it's, it is a heavy topic and um, it, it's nice to get out that part of it. But yes, you, whatever you're going to bring up, we do still have a lot of laughter at our place. Let me tell you, every day is, you know, fun and we've got our music on and we're, we got great customers. So yes, we, we have a light side as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so Carmel by the Sea is one of my absolutely, absolute favorite towns to visit. And the first time I visit, visited was back in 2011. And I, I did remember a ton of wine tasting rooms. And then I went back in like 2014 or 15. And um, now I go back all the time um, because of all the wine tasting <laughs> rooms and they're everywhere and yeah. you know, you're there. Yeah. And so um, did you witness this growth that was going on there? Yeah, so it's funny that you bring that topic up because my husband, Jack Galante, he was the first wine tasting room in Carmel by the Sea. He was kind of the, you know, the the person driving it, you know, and uh, he when he got approval to open his tasting room there, uh, you know, I don't think the city of Carmel by the Sea really knew what it all meant. And fast forward and you're right we have so many now uh that that had called carmel by the sea their home including dawn stream and so um the other little bit of history is that my husband's great-grandfather was the founder of carmel one of the founders his name was frank devendorf and so on ocean there's a park called devendorf park and so that was named after him and so there's a lot of family history uh, stemming from his side in the community. So it's kind of a fun little story and history that we can share that uh, that my husband got got it going. 
I thought it was Galante that was the first uh, wine tasting room, but I I tried to look it up and I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint that for sure, and I didn't want to quote that, so I'm glad that you clarified that for me. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he did. Yeah, that's really cool. I uh, I actually I view the whole Carmel by the Sea experience for me is now a wine tasting destination as with everything else kind of sprinkled in. And I know that sounds probably, I don't know what that sounds like, but I, I, I go for the wine tasting and then, you know, you know, this is in a non COVID world, but you know, eat outside and um, right. go to the beach and walk into the galleries. And, but it's all really kind of uh, around the wine tasting for me now, which is why, you know, I had such a gap between 2011 and 2000. 15 where I didn't go. And now I go like two or three times a year. And so, um, yeah, I, I just, so, you know, I think that, uh, your husband was really onto something cause I think it can be a tourist tourist destination for people who are, who are winos like I am. Yes, I think you're right. And, and the, the nice part about it and what makes us really unique from any other wine destination, at least in this immediate area and, you know, up in, Napa, Sonoma, and all that is you can walk to them. Yep. And, you know, you don't have to get in a car and drive. You can get settled in and um, you can uh, just walk from tasting room to tasting room. And like you said, in between, do some shopping. You can go um, to uh, have a nice lunch somewhere. And, you know, and we're still having a little bit of that vibe, too, even with COVID. Like, I really applaud the small businesses, not only in Carmel, but everywhere. I mean, the the innovation that we have to have and the forward thinking and thinking outside the box. I My brain hasn't been challenged this much in a long time, Kristen, boy. I, I, it's not that I was sleepy on the job, but I definitely am being challenged. I was like, oh, I need to really really innovate. So yeah, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I see a lot of the stuff you guys are doing and I, I can tell that you guys are the creativity you guys are putting out there. I can tell you guys are going to work. And so, um, and I, you know, there's the, um, you guys are doing the virtual tastings and the fun events digitally. And I have to say, I'm a little bummed. I never made a Frosé event before COVID, but I plan on making one of those at some point whenever things get back to normal. Oh, that, yeah, I appreciate it. I know we're working on some fun stuff. Um, and basically we're, we're trying to um, put together uh you know, not only continue our virtual stuff, but we're, we, we missed our spring fling. So all the, the club members like yourself, your family, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, that was a highlight. So we, we will be working on that. And hopefully by May, we'll be able to have some kind of a uh, event for the club members again. And um, I know that other tastings because you know we do tastings all over whether it's at the mission and you know it's gourmet fast or whatever we're a part of they're all trying to figure out how do we do it you know how how will we um you know plan yeah yeah and so the outside of the 
actual wine itself, there are two things that I do love about your company and your branding. And it's that your bottles immediately tell a story. And I'm I'm invited into your family um, because you've named the three Pinot Noirs after your daughters, Rachel, Alyssa, and Nicole. Um, and I also yeah. love that you've chosen to focus on your daughters as a woman business owner. And what inspired you to do this? Well, I exactly that is that when each one of my wines have a story behind it, you know, whether the rosé is a specific clone that we're using of Pinot Noir called 236 and, you know, really vineyard designate that, that wine or we're going into uh, the trilogy of Pinots named after the th our three daughters. And then now a Sangiovese named after our granddaughter, our first granddaughter, the Eliza Jane. So I always wanted, I, when I hold each bottle of my wine, um, I want it to tell the story. And so it just seemed so perfect that I had three different styles of Pinot Noir coming out that, the idea was, well, we have three daughters, so let's let's try to make this wine to their personalities. And that was a really fun project to do. So the center uh, squares of each one of those bottles are green, blue, sky blue, and brown. And Rachel is green because it stands for the vine. And Rachel is a little bit of a dreamer and creative, and she's also grounded. And so we thought that was really suiting for her. It is our lighter style Pinot, um, but uh, but don't be mistaken that it it doesn't have a, a nice uh, acidity in there and food friendly. And then um, the Alyssa blue for the sky, and Alyssa uh, a theater director, and she always had her head in a book. She she really is the dreamer, so we had to give her the sky. And then uh, Nicole is brown earth, and Nicole is. Uh, it comes across as a serious uh, gal, but with a ton of wit, and she's a lot of fun. And um, so we really, uh, you know, made those ones to match the girls' personalities and had a lot of fun with it. That's really cool. Yeah, I I had a coordinator um, that was on my team once, and her name was Alyssa Nicole. And you made it really easy for me to get get her a birthday gift one year. So yeah. Oh yeah, we're drawing all the Alyssas and the Nicoles and the Rachels and the Dons out. I get I really enjoy meeting. I've done so many pictures with other Dons, and we always share what's your middle name, and it's kind of fun that way. Um, but yeah, and it's also uh, sometimes customers will say, well, what's your favorite wine? And I was like, oh, i to be careful with that because they're all the daughters. And um, and then the girls sometimes compete. You know, they have fun with it. They'll be like, oh, Alyssa sold out first or something. So we as a family have uh, a lot of fun. That's cool. Uh, do you drink your own wine when no one is looking? Yes. I do. I actually do. And uh, matter of fact, I just opened up a 2014 Alyssa at home the other night and came uh, beautifully. That's one that we keep on the library section. And I really am starting to hold back more uh, for library as we see how the wines are aging and they're doing really well. So 
Um, I'm always playing around with them. Uh, we, we enjoy a lot of other wines as well, but yes, I do. When no one's looking, I still do. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, I think that's a good place to to wrap up. I Don, it's been my complete pleasure, you know, getting to speak to you today and thank you for for bringing a person into my world other than my husband for the day. I really appreciate that. And um yeah, also thank you for bringing some joy into my household on a weekly basis in the form of a bottle. I I what you do um is I know not a lot of people probably take, we take what you do for granted sometimes. And I just want to take the opportunity to really thank you. Oh, well, thanks so much for having me on and for appreciating and noticing uh, how much hard work goes into to this process. And, you know, we uh, really look forward in a positive way for all of us to uh, keep enjoying the wines and, keep the stories going and uh, you know before long we'll we'll be able to travel again a little more freely and uh, you know thanks so much thanks for listening today saucy bosses Dawn and her amazing team have been so generous in extending us a discount of 20% off their wine packages I've traveled to over 50 countries and I've tried a lot of wine. <laughs> and you can get a sampler of my three favorite Pinot Noirs in the whole world and save 20% off the list price of $134. Head to donsdreamwinery.com and add the Pinot Lovers package to your cart and use promo code BOSSYWINELOVER. That makes this wine sampler $107 plus a flat $10 shipping within the continental U.S. If you're more of a white wine lover, we got you covered with the White Wine A Bit package. Three bottles for only $76 delivered to your home. That's DawnsDreamWinery.com and the code is BOSSYWINELOVER. For show notes and episode details, visit TheBossySauce.com. <laughs>